0: Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and the podcast when you follow us on Instagram or Twitter at Walk in Truth Show. Now, here's Pastor Michael's teaching in 1 Thessalonians 4, verses 1 through 8, called This is the Will of God.
1: The Bible has a lot to say about the revealed will of God. There are some specifics about, you know, situations that you may find yourself in. Should I take this job? Should I move to this place? You may be praying over a relationship. Maybe you're courting with someone. Should this person be one that I marry? There's a myriad of things that we could talk about, about specifics. But there are, there are general things in the Word of God That We need to know about if we don't already know about them and somebody once said it's not the things in the Bible that I don't understand that trouble me It's the things in the Bible that I do understand And before we get into all the little particulars about a given situation if we were to do the big Sweeping things of the will of God the right way We wouldn't get in trouble and be praying about things that really we didn't even need to pray about (laughs) And what I mean by that is if something in the word of God is the opposite of what you're doing. God hasn't changed his mind about it. And no matter how many people you want to ask for a take on what that scripture could mean to justify your action, it ain't going to happen. And even if you can get a voice to tell you what you want to hear, God is not going to change his standards. They are what they are, and they're given for a reason, and they're given for our best. The Christian, for the Christian, the will of God, if you're taking notes, is the supreme foundation and purpose for life. Let me say that one more time. For the Christian, the will of God is the supreme foundation and purpose for life. In Mark 3.35, Jesus says, For whoever does the will of God, he is my brother and sister and mother or my family. When Jesus taught the disciples to pray... In what we know is the Lord's Prayer, he said, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done. Not your will be known, not your will be studied and debated in Bible study, not your will be, you know, talked about, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Romans 12:2 says, Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, Romans twelve two, so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. In Ephesians 6, 6, Paul says, Servants of Christ, we are to do the will of God from the heart. Doing the will of God is a heart issue. And then I want to show you just a few passages in First Peter. If you hold your place in First Thessalonians, just go to your right a little bit. You're going to go to the back of the New Testament. 1 Peter. Uh, Peter says a few things about this particular subject that uh, kind of intersects into the area of sexual sin. Let's take a look. First of all, 1 Peter 2.11 says, Beloved, 1 Peter 2.11, I urge you as aliens and strangers to abstain from fleshly lust, which wage war against the soul. 1 Peter 2.12. Keep your behavior excellent among the Gentiles. Oftentimes when you see Gentiles, it could be a synonym for unbelievers. Not in every verse, but here specifically in what we just looked at. Keep your behavior excellent among the Gentiles, so that in the thing in which they slander you as evildoers, they may because of your good deeds, as they observe them, Glorify God in the day of visitation. And then over to 1 Peter 4, beginning in verse 1. Therefore, since Christ has suffered in the flesh, 1 Peter 4, 1, arm yourselves also with the same purpose, because he who has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin, so as to live the rest of the time in the flesh, no longer for the lusts of men, but for, what your Bible say? The will of God. For the time already Uh, is sufficient for you to have carried out the desire of the Gentiles, having pursued a course of sensuality, lust, drunkenness, carousals, drinking parties, and abominable idolatries. And in all this, they are surprised that you do not run with them in the same excess of dissipation, and they malign you. Something like this, oh, bro, you don't do that anymore. Oh, what are you, holy Joe now? Come on, man. Verse 5 but they shall give an account to him who is ready to judge the living and the dead. And then a few more pages to your right. 1 John 2, 1 John 2, just before, a little bit before Revelation. Another passage that speaks to this. John says, do not love the world, 1 John two fifteen. nor the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him, 1 John two sixteen. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the boastful pride of life is not from the Father, but is from the world. And the world is passing away, and also its lusts. But the one who does the will of God abides forever. Children, it is the last hour. And just as you heard that Antichrist is coming even now, many Antichrists have arisen. From this we know that it is the last hour. Back to First Thessalonians chapter 4. Now, the good news is that for those of us who maybe didn't grow up in the church or with the sexual values that we know Scripture lays out, the moral beauty, the sexual ethics in Scripture, and we have our bumps and bruises to prove it, there's hope for all of us. Sexual brokenness is a part of life. It permeates the world. It moves into the church. It's a struggle for just about every person walking the planet in one form or another. When Paul wrote to the Corinthian church, he uses the words, he goes through a list of things, you know, that if you do these, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. And then he says, and such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified. You were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and in the spirit of our God. And I know, um, you know, just living in the world and looking at our culture that many of us feel beat up in this area. It is a difficult, challenging area. And even after you come to Christ, and you may have been a Christian for a long time, there are things that perhaps you sowed to in your past that pop up at the most inconvenient times. And they can take the form of hurts and wounds, regrets. They can be a lot of different things. And so, you know, if we were to speak, If I was to speak into a young person's life right now, having gone through what I've gone through and know what I know today, this would be one of the main areas that I would say, please follow the biblical ethic. It it will be for your best. And this is where the passage is heading. This is the will of God. Finally, then brethren, this marks a beginning of a new section in 1 Thessalonians. We request, we ask, and we exhort or we urge you in the Lord Jesus, okay, you're a Christian, that means you're in the Lord, that as you receive from us instruction as to how you ought to walk, walk in the Bible is a synonym for live, and it pictures a consistent stride. We studied Psalm 1 recently on a Wednesday night. We don't walk in the counsel of the wicked. We don't walk in the counsel of the ungodly. How you ought to walk and please God, just as you actually do walk, that you may excel still more. The address is to the brethren, brothers and sisters. That's what we are in Jesus Christ. We are the family of God. We have our Father in heaven. Jesus Christ has saved us. We've been adopted into God's family. We are family. We are brothers and sisters. We are brethren. And we are encouraged here through the pen of Paul by the Holy Spirit to walk and please God. Now, the Thessalonians, the good news is that they were doing this. They were doing well. And hopefully you're doing well. Hopefully you're feeling like, man, you've hit your stride and you're walking with the Lord and you're trying to walk out what you believe. And that's a really good thing. But you can excel still more. You know, people that you talk to about education say you never stop learning. You never stop growing. There's no such thing as being stalled out as a Christian. Somebody once described the Christian life as climbing a greased pole. You're either moving up or you're sliding down. Some of us just want to be in neutral, try to hang on, but we need to keep growing. And for those of you who have, you know, you have a hunger for the Word of God. You can't get enough Bible study. You can't get enough of the Word of God. That's a great thing because hunger is a sign of health. And if you're healthy, you're hungry. And if you're hungering for the things of God and the word of God, and you're hungering and thirsting for righteousness, as Jesus put it, you'll be satisfied. Now, how do we know what pleases God? What should we be doing to excel still more? What is the target? Verse two, for you know, or you remember, what commandments or mandates we gave you by, the translators have added in the New American Standard, the authority of the Lord Jesus And it fits, but it literally just reads, we gave you by the Lord Jesus. Now, this word for commandments here is paragelia. And it speaks of a mandate. And it has this idea of a military command as if you were in an ancient battle. And let's say that the commander started to pass a command down the line of soldiers. That's the idea of the word here, commandment. And they might say, he might say, Hold the line or move forward. And all the soldiers' responsibility is to move in tandem at the command of the general. This is what this word means. It's not a suggestion. It's a commandment. And there are commandments that were given by the Lord Jesus. Jesus gave many commandments in his sermons and in his uh, dialogue with the apostles. And the main commandment he gave was, To what? Love one another as I have loved you. He said it in many different ways, but he said for us to love one another. And love does no wrong to a neighbor. Love, Paul says in Romans 13, is the fulfillment of the law. Love will not exploit somebody for your satisfaction or pleasure. And, you know, for those of you who are dads of daughters who shine your shotgun when the young man's coming over to pick up your young daughter, I feel you.
0: You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Please take the time to visit our website, walkintruth.com, to learn more about the program and If you've been listening for some time and appreciate what the program has to offer, would you please consider giving a small donation? Walk in Truth is a listener-supported ministry, and we're able to broadcast on this station and do the podcast because of that support. That's also how we're able to do our 633 apologetic events for free. If you're a new listener, please don't give. We're just blessed that you're listening. But if you've been listening for a while, can you give $5 today? We believe that the Lord is faithful and your $5 donation will go a long way to help us keep this ministry going. You can give your $5 donation when you visit walkintruth.com and click on Donate. That's walkintruth.com and click on Donate.
1: Pastor Michael and the Walk-In Truth team invite you to Harvest Fest 2020. Harvest Fest is free and will be outside Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona. This is an entertaining, fun, and safe way for your family to spend October 31st. You and the kids will enjoy fun activities like trunks of treats, find your way through a life-size maze, play games like the cakewalk, And of course, have a chance to fellowship with worship music. Again, bring your family and friends and come out and meet Pastor Michael at Harvest Fest, October 31st from 6 to 8.30 p.m. outside Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona. Call 844-48-TRUTH for information and directions. That's 844-48-TRUTH. 844-48-TRUTH.
0: We'd love to see who's listening. So please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walk in Truth Show. Now back to Pastor Michael
1: Lance right here
0: on Walk in Truth.
1: We need to keep growing, and for those of you who have, you know, you have a hunger for the Word of God. You can't get enough Bible study. You can't get enough of the Word of God. That's a great thing because hunger is a sign of health, and if you're healthy, you're hungry. And if you're hungering for the things of God and the word of God, and you're hungering and thirsting for righteousness, as Jesus put it, you'll be satisfied. Now, how do we know what pleases God? What should we be doing to excel still more? What is the target? Verse 2, for you know, or you remember, what commandments or mandates we gave you by, the translators have added in the New American Standard, the authority of the Lord Jesus And it fits, but it literally just reads, we gave you by the Lord Jesus. Now, this word for commandments here is paragelia, and it speaks of a mandate, and it has this idea of a military command as if you were in an ancient battle, and let's say that the commander started to pass a command down the line of soldiers. That's the idea of the word here, commandment. And they might say, he might say, hold the line or move forward. And all the soldiers' responsibility is to move in tandem at the command of the general. This is what this word means. It's not a suggestion, it's a commandment, and there are commandments that were given by the Lord Jesus. Jesus gave many commandments in his sermons and in his uh, dialogue with the apostles. And the main commandment he gave was, To what? Love one another as I have loved you. He said it in many different ways, but he said for us to love one another. And love does no wrong to a neighbor. Love, Paul says in Romans 13, is the fulfillment of the law. Love will not exploit somebody for your satisfaction or pleasure. And, you know, for those of you who are dads of daughters who shine your shotgun when the young man's coming over to pick up your young daughter, I feel you. And it's something like this. What are your intentions, young man? And if it's he picks her up at 7.30, have her home at 7.45. You got 15 minutes and you're on the clock. And I'm going to take half of that just by interrogating you. (laughs) Where'd you come from? Who's your family? Do you have a job? How much do you have in your bank account? We could go on, but never mind. There are specific commands that came from the lips of Jesus, and we could read those in the Gospels and even in Revelation. But I want to tell you that there's something that we're going to find here that is beyond just the red letters of the New Testament. Because any command that comes in the New Testament via a letter, via any New Testament book, Philippians, First Thessalonians, is by the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ. And this argument in our culture, where people say, Jesus never addressed this, Jesus never addressed that, is bogus. Because all Scripture is inspired by God. And Jesus is God. So if a commandment is given through the pen of Paul by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, God is triune in His nature, and that commandment is by the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ. And there are many people outside and inside the church who try to get slippery with this and say, well, Jesus never addressed this. He never addressed that. But Paul just said, these commandments come through the authority or by Jesus Christ. For this, verse three, is the will of God, your sanctification. If you're interested, the word for sanctification is hagiasmas. And basically, it, in a general sense, it just means to be set apart. God's will is that you would be set apart. Set apart for what? For holy purposes. When a vessel was made and then placed into the temple of God, it moved from an ordinary vessel into something holy. When God called a prophet like Jeremiah, Jeremiah wasn't specifically holy in and of himself. But once he was called by God to be God's spokesman, God's vessel, he became a holy prophet. The apostles weren't especially godly. We watch them in the gospels and sometimes we're like, really? (laughs) They're still arguing about which one's gonna be the greatest? But once they were set apart unto Jesus's mission and ministry, they were holy apostles. Not because they were particularly holy, but because God had taken them out of the world place them into Christ and then set them apart to be a vehicle by which his will would be done. Everybody with me? So holiness isn't, you know, that you have a shiny halo over your head as you walk around more than other people. It's that God in his grace decided to save you and you responded to that invitation and then you were set apart unto his purposes. This is the will of God, that you'd be set apart to holy purposes. You could render it this way. That is that you, and then here's a specific, generally speaking, the will of God is that you'd be set apart for his purpose. Here's a specific, so this isn't the whole will of God, but this is one aspect of it, and it's interesting that this comes up. This is the will of God, your sanctification, that is that you abstain from sexual immorality. Now, the idea of abstention from sexual immorality to many in our culture is an absolute joke. That's why they give condoms out in high schools, because they don't believe that people can actually be pure in this area. They just don't believe it. And the truth of the matter is that you can be pure in this area. Otherwise, God wouldn't have said it. And you can wait until you're married. But let's face it, if we were to look at the statistics of people who actually wait until they're married to be intimate, it it would be a very sad number. And maybe it's because we're not as strong as we should be on these things anymore. See the, the phrase sexual immorality there? It's a single Greek word called pornea, where we get the idea of pornography. And if you look up this Greek word in a lexicon, you will find several you'll find a paragraph of definitions, but sexual immorality is defined this way. It is any illicit sexual intimacy outside of the covenant of marriage, period. That's it. Pornea is to commit sexual immorality, to go the wrong way. If you abstain from pornea, you do not have intimacy until you are in a covenant marriage between a male and female. And that covenant marriage, of course, for Christians is based upon the foundation of Christ. And so sometimes, you know, people come into churches and they think, well, we beat up one area or another. We're always pointing our finger at this or that. But let me just say, you know, if, if we come to this text and we're thinking about somebody else, we're, we're off kilter here.
0: You've been listening to This is the Will of God, part one on Walk in Truth. Pastor Michael's teaching in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 1 through 8. And don't forget, if you missed any part of today's program, you can listen on the Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, can you do us a solid and follow us on Instagram or Twitter? We'd love to connect with you guys. We'd also love to give you a shout out in future programs. So DM us on Instagram or Twitter and let us know where you're listening from. Follow us and DM us at Truth Show. That's at Truth Show. Now, here's Pastor Michael.
1: Well, sometimes when we hear a message about the will of God and sanctification and holiness, we go, wow, man, did I blow it this week? Man, did I miss the mark? Well, sin is to miss the mark and you aren't perfect and join the club. Because you're not perfect, that's why you should be celebrating the gospel every day. However, just because you're saved by grace, that's the beginning point. See, we, we need to go on, right? We need to grow up. We need to improve. And look, that's in every area of life, right? We don't just uh, settle, you know, with our golf game, for example, or if you're trying to get good at something, you don't just put zero effort into it. No, you want to get better and you want to please the one who enlisted you as a soldier. So here's the tension. You rest in the grace and love of God. You know that he loves you no matter what. However... You want to get better. You want to serve him well. You want to honor your father. That's the tension. And I think if you're feeling, you know, if if the scale is tipped the other way, like you're like, I'm tired of beating myself up and I'm tired of feeling like I don't measure up. Hey, no Christian measures up to a perfect standard. That is the standard. So sometimes you see the church faces on a Sunday morning and you might be convinced that everybody's house is just perfect and they all have it together. And every time they smile, ding, you know, Light comes off of their teeth. Well, I have news for you. That's just not reality. You know, the church is a place for saints, but it is also a hospital for us to help each other get better. So please don't give up. Uh, Keep moving forward in your faith. If you feel defeated, uh, if you feel like, man, I, I just I'm just beat up, the enemy's beating me up, others are beating me up. Maybe you come from a judgmental situation where you're not in a healthy church because you're not getting biblical balance. That could be. Or maybe your background just you you've you had a wrong concept of God. We'd love to talk to you. We have pastors here Tuesday through Friday during more, normal business hours at 844 48 Truth. And if you just want to share your heart and get some prayer, we would love to be here for you. 844-48-TRUTH. Just make sure you call about during 9 to 4 Pacific time, and we'll be happy to talk with you and pray with you. God bless you. Lord willing, we'll see you right here tomorrow.
0: One more thing before we go. Walk in Truth is a listener-supported program. Your $5 donation helps us broadcast on radio provide the podcast, and to do these free apologetic events that we sometimes do. It's all part of our mission to equip you with the truth in the Bible and to help you apply it to today's issues, trends, and culture. So please give your donation at walkintruth.com. And thank you. And join us tomorrow for part two of Pastor Michael's teaching in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 1 through 8, called, This is the Will of God. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.